T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. When T-Mobile says we've got you covered, we mean it. We've invested billions to light up our best network yet, covering 99% of people in America. And great coverage is just the beginning. Every year, families and small businesses can save up to 900 bucks versus Verizon when they switch to T-Mobile. There's never been a better time to switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store and switch today. Coverage is not available in some areas. Savings with four lines based on analysis of Verizon and T-Mobile national postpaid smartphone bills, rate plan features, taxes and fees, and savings may vary. See details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the new 2023 Hyundai Palisade. When it comes to your journey, Hyundai is thinking of every mile. The Palisade offers all the technology, safety features, and comfort a family needs for the journey ahead. Stay connected with the Palisade's Wi-Fi hotspot capability. Helping a friend work on the go is extremely Important, I could definitely use a Wi-Fi hotspot in the car. Class-exclusive Safe Exit Assist prevents the rear doors from opening if the vehicle detects traffic approaching from behind. Available third-row heated power folding seats, and it fits up to eight passengers comfortably. Summertime, all I'm thinking about is road trips. We got a couple coming up for Inside the Monster. Eight passengers in a car, and comfortably? Can't beat that. It's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Safe Exit Assist is not a substitute for driver or passenger attentiveness. Always be aware of your surroundings and attentive of approaching vehicles. Welcome to Inside the Monster with Steve Peralt and Joey Capone. Welcome to episode 57 of the official Red Sox podcast, Inside the Monster, presented by Odyssey with myself, Steve Peralt, and Joey Capone. The Sox got swept by the Rays. Joey, how you doing? Yeah, the Sox got swept by the Rays, dude. Um, honestly, a little relieved. You know, we can stop pretending. We can stop with the hope. I think it's, I think it's time we stop the count. How are you feeling? Uh, yeah, I've I've felt that way for for yeah. a good amount of time. I, know. I think it's, it's good to, to hear it. you say it. It's good to hear you say it. But yeah, no, it was. See, the thing that that was tough, just from the standpoint of like casually looking at the wild card standings, just as a thing to do, is that I forgot the Jays had a doubleheader on Monday, and them winning both of those and the Sox losing the first one was like, oh god, seven and a half to nine is an enormous jump. That's just oh, yeah, th- that really put a huge dent in it. But um, but yeah, obviously. This is the furthest back the Red Sox have been all season. So now it's trying to bring other people down with you, other teams down 
with you. I if you're gonna go by that logic, by the way, I don't hate giving the Rays three wins because that's what they did. That's what the Sox did. They, they gave sure the did. Rays, they handed them over. They're mm-hmm. like, hey, you gotta stay within reach of the Yankees. Yankees got a doubleheader on uh, Wednesday with the Twins, which they may win both of them. Game two is going on as we're recording yeah. this, and they're and, up four and to the, one. The Sox easily could have taken it to the Rays. Everyone oh, knows that. They yeah. they turned over. They rolled over for him. Exactly. It's yeah. not like the Red Sox have lost nine in a row at the Trop. That's, that has nothing to do with it, Joey. No, or the fact that they're now 4-12 and 12 on the year against the Rays. That has nothing to do with it. Has nothing to do with it at all. Um, you know, it's simply a standings thing, and mm-hmm. it's simply a wanting the Yankees in the wild card round thing, which I totally get. I saw JP tweet this out. The Red Sox went 88. I cannot believe this. I can't believe what I'm about to say. Red Sox won 88 consecutive games without being shut out, which is their longest streak of the century. What? That's obviously leading up until uh, game three of the series. They broke a tie with an 86-game stretch from 2004 to 2005. So, How crazy is that? As far as like in-season goes, though, who, how long, how long? You know what I what? mean? Because you're talking over two seasons was that 86 game streak as far as yeah, within yeah. one season i wonder how far back you gotta go oh yeah to i don't see know something even in even closer that is one of the more unbelievable stats i've heard about this team all year i genuinely couldn't believe it it was That's the wild. longest streak in mlb until the rays broke it in game three and the red sox longest streak since 1999 of not getting shut out that's crazy that just doesn't doesn't that not sound right? Like I know it's right. Nineteen when? It's, it, it's their longest since ninety nine. Their longest uh, streak of not getting shut out. That's strange. It's very. That's just strange. that's just so bizarre. I had I had replied <laughs> to JP at Sox Notes. Great follow as we've been saying all season. And I was like, how that happened in this season is kind of stunning. And he replied. I make most of these up. Not sure if it's actually true. <laughs> <laughs> so that how funny would that be if he was just making this stuff up all year and yeah. just presenting it? But he presents it in a very official form mm-hmm. where it's like things are well spaced out and he's got everything, you know, the punctuation's all right. But it's all just BS. It's all just made up. That I mean, would be at the end hilarious. of the day, like, who's going to go check? I, you know? Nobody. Also, who's gonna it's, check stuff, if it's, it's, it's so always specific. weird stuff. It's always yeah. yeah, it's always stuff that you can't just like look up. And I mean, he had what does he have the Cassis one here at 22 years and 232 days old. Tristan Cassis becomes the youngest Red Sox to play first base in more than 50 years. How are you looking that up? How is the average Joe going to look that up? You're just not gonna. No. So, Justin, we're we're up to your your thing. We're up mm-hmm. to your shtick here. And even though you called yourself out, I was going to say we're we're on to you because you told us yeah, explicitly. We're on to you because c- yeah. you let us know that you're just making this stuff up. So that's how we cracked the code <laughs> and found out that you've just been making this stuff up. Like, that would be what a reveal here. if at the end of this he just like says that on his Twitter. Like it's one thing to reply; yeah. it's another thing to tweet. It's just like yeah, these are all just these are all just lies. Can't Whatever. believe you guys. Wait, you guys thought I was being serious? Yeah, this wasn't serious. This was always jokey dudes. You know, come on. What are we? What get are we actually it. talking about here? Get get with it! What you, you guys are all idiots. Somehow, did the Red Sox odds go up? That doesn't make any sense. There's they, no chance. They were at 0.3. Now they're at 0.4. I don't know what that's all about. But I hey, mean, there's it's, no, it's not zero percent. 
it's it's not zero point zero. So at least there is that. But uh, yeah, we have our unofficially official elimination number down to four. And you know what I realized that we've been doing this whole time? Calling it an elimination number kind of implies that the team that you're chasing, if they win, that would bring it down another number. But we've only been going by losses. So essentially, it's an unofficial loss number that they have left. Yeah. So Sox can't lose four more. They got to go 21 (laughs) and three the rest of the way to get to 88 wins. There we go. I mentioned this on the short, but it remains true today. The Sox are further out of a wild card spot than the Arizona Diamondbacks and the San Francisco Giants. That's fun. So do with that information what you will. Let that decide your mood to whatever extent you decide. It's Hey, but let's let's maybe flip this, huh? Okay, yeah. Let's, let's, I'm, I'm down to hear a spin zone. Hit me. Let's maybe flip this because mm-hmm. in this last few weeks here, we might be on tankathon.com slash MLB. You know what I'm saying? Know what I'm saying, Joe? Um, no, because no, because there are teams that are so bad. <laughs> I'm talking about like get... in terms of where I'm saying with the D-backs and the Giants. So if the Sox finish behind those two teams, they'd be looking at like the 12th pick in the draft. So that's essentially where we're at now. We're at draft talk. That's that's where we. That does that's where absolutely the season has nothing for me. That does of course it does nothing for me. Even like last place, if it was like, oh man, we're getting like the you know one or two pick. I'm still like, dude, that's. I mean, great. There's a wait. That, wait, I, I can't agree with that. That obviously would do something if they got the top pick in the draft. What a, a 20 percent chance that that guy becomes what you think he's going to become? Yeah, but that Come was on. the whole point of the twenty twenty season. I mean, that's how you got Marcelo Mayer, and and like who knows? If, and that's if, the thing; he's nineteen years old. Like we still don't know. You're saying no, like, of course. But oh, I'm saying, and that's like, how we got our stud shortstop that plays no, for that's us right how, now. That's how we got our top trade piece. Like that. That's how I look at these guys. I don't look at them necessarily as like he's Marcelo is definitely going to be the future, you know, shortstop of the Red Sox. I look at it as. You could absolutely package him in a deal and get somebody legit and play off of where he is in the the prospect rankings for Major League Baseball. But, but that's but, also like a bummer because it's like, hey, have this guy in your system, fall in love with him, and then once you start to really like him and think that he has some potential in the bigs, we'll get rid of him for a reliever that we need in August. You know? Yeah, well, now you're just assuming it's a reliever deal. This could be he could be part of a big deal. That's sure. how you got Chris yeah, Sale. Sure. You know. Yes. So I, I'm just I I would be I would be way more excited about this last month if they had a chance at a top five pick, like that. Mm-hmm. I think that would change the entire uh, perception of what's going on. And, and there's no chance we would dive into who would be projected to go there. That's right up stats alley of who's who's expected to go in like the top five in the 2023 MLB draft. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But uh, Kike signed an extension, and obviously we got to talk about that. Kike Hernandez will be back for the 2023 season. Yeah, we'll clap. Yeah. Uh, one year, $10 million deal for the outfielder, infielder, goofball, but kind of not a goofball. But yeah, Kike's an interesting case. How, when you think of Kike, what do you think of? Um, <laughs> uh, I think of Lil Poppy. <laughs> Lil Poppy? You remember the Lil Poppy last year? What do you mean? When he was on his crazy run during the postseason, people were selling T-shirts of him I don't, that said I don't remember this. "Little Poppy." Said, oh, I hate that. Yeah, Ew. yeah, I know. So, 
What I was trying to say there is I'm glad I, I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what I was trying to say is I think of uh, him in a positive light. I think of his great postseason. Yeah. Um, he's an interesting cat, bro. Like you said, he's a goofball, but he's really not. He's not On a like goofball. a personal I think that level. Was, he's yeah, not. that was probably one of the biggest things that was kind of uh, missold with Kike. I think mm. with the players, they like him. But mm. he's not the banana guy. I thought we were getting banana guy. That's not really what Kike is. No. Uh, I kind of wish it was. But then again, you got Arroyo. who Arroyo's like a classy goofball. Like He doesn't do like low-level goof stuff. Mm-hmm. But he's a good jokester with the guys. Right, like he yeah. does, like there's there's different levels of being the team goof, like that. Brett Phillips is a great example where he'll do he'll be doing all the motions on the mound and acting crazy out there. And I love Brett Phillips, but that's a different level of goof. That's mm-hmm. kind of like I'll do anything to make you laugh. That's kind of like a clown goof. I not a clown. Mm-hmm. You know what? Not like, like an a actual, class clown. Class clown. Like a, yeah, exactly, exactly. There you go. I was having a terrible time describing that, but <laughs> um, but yeah, Kike's not that, and no. not that he needs to be. But I remember, um. You know, even asking Haim about that of like, it, how much does it matter that you just got a clubhouse guy and keep when they signed the, him to the two year deal? Yeah. And now that I've seen it play out, I'm like, oh no, that's not really who he is. If anything, my expectations haven't like changed for the bad. It's more just, okay, he's way better in center than I would have ever expected. Uh, he can be an everyday guy. Obviously, the injury this year messed up his season. So, from that perspective, it's nice that he gets to run it back for, you know, presumably another full healthy year, hopefully. But I don't. I, I don't know. I, I I'm always I like on the fence with Kike. You know, because it's like a, obviously the postseason run was crazy. He, he he's a fan favorite light. I would say he's fan favorite light. Whenever I, you know, when when people, I don't know how to put this. Like secondary friends, you know, people yeah. that you see every now and again. That's whenever Kike. they're like, <laughs> no. Whenever I see those people <laughs> and they're like. Oh, how's the job? How's the oh, big socks guy now? How you doing with that? Like, what are the players like? Kike is always like one of the first guys asked about. It's always like, what's Kike like? Yeah. Is Kike funny? Is he hilarious, bro? Like, tell me. It's it's weird. That's he's always one of the first guys who comes up. Uh, you don't see a lot of Kike jerseys or anything, but he's also been no. here for eleven seconds. So. Um, I mean, he's going to be going on his third year, so I, it's yeah. I mean, fans weren't even in the building at the beginning of last year. You know, what no, I, mean? I know. So fans have seen him for a season and a half. Yeah, it's I don't know why. I always feel in. I don't want to say I feel indifferent about Kike because you know what he brings to the table. He can obviously play multiple positions. Uh, he's a guy that is very close with Cora for whatever that's worth. I think it helps to have guys that feel like the manager is one of them, like they're one of the dudes, and they can mm-hmm. you know bring anything up to him and. Um, have real combos with them so it doesn't... I mean, the Farrell thing... I always think back to the Farrell relationship with the players and how... I don't want to say how non-existent it was, but just how much the guys would always be like, wink, wink, nod, nod, we do not love John Farrell. <laughs> I mean, it was... It just didn't really work out. And so, obviously, it's nice that you have Cora in there. Mm-hmm. But now, hey, now you're looking at two seasons following a... One, a World Series championship, which was like the best season in team history in 18. And... Being two games away from the World Series, you now have two major letdown seasons following those, and I don't. It's going to be interesting because now Cora is going to have a couple of these on the resume, and not to say, I mean, this. I don't think much of the you know blame pie goes to Cora. Very, I, I can't put much of any of the percentage into into Cora for what he had to deal with this year, but there's going to be more eyes on him and more pressure next year of like, okay, 
You know, if you have the guys back, let's say Xander's back, Rafi's back either way, whether he's playing his last year of his contract or they extend him, and Kike's back and Arroyo's hopefully healthy and the rotation, a lot of question marks there. Bullpen hopefully has been restocked and your outfield is set and all that stuff. Casas is ready for a full season and the rest of the infield should be good. You know, obviously with Story, uh, you know, performing very well since coming off the I.L., that it's like, okay, you, you guys better be good. And I, I know the line that we were going to mention that everyone mm. was talking about is is Kike saying, you know, not telling me hi and promise me the team's going to be better, but he promised me the team's going to be, like, much better next year. So mm-hmm. there's a promise, and then there's, like, a this, better, this promise better not have a lot of hope in it is what I'm saying. I think 2022, the mm. expectation of the Red Sox repeating what they did had a good amount of hope in it and not a good amount of this is definitively going to be a good team. I'm saying from the front office perspective of like, all right, well, this of all these going to have to be healthy the whole year. Like Kike's going to have to do what he just did in the postseason. Uh, hopefully, Bobby's really good. E, we'll see. This I mean, bullpen's going to have to hold Heim up. Do you see Heim saying that with all that on his mind? Like, do you see Heim saying we're going to be much better next year? And in his head, he's like, these guys will all figure it out. No, I'm just saying. I there's those are two different things, Joe. It's mm-hmm. I'm saying like. You better not be banking on the best from everybody because I think this year they were that's what they I'm were kind of banking on the best from everybody. Like you're obviously going to have to say that, assuming how much when you heard that quote, how much percentage mm. do you think was directly connected to Xander when you heard Kike say that? One hundred percent. I I read that quote as Xander Bogarts is coming back, <laughs> and I read it as yeah. we're going after Aaron Judge. If I'm being entirely <laughs> honest, that's how I read it. I read <laughs> it as Bogey's here and Judge is probably gonna be what well, yeah i i saw i don't know if i saw him say it first or saw the quote first but i think it was a jen mccaffrey tweet mm-hmm. um and it was like wait a second so we're gonna get every top free agent and aaron judge is obviously gonna sign here and we're gonna extend devers and xander signing an eight-year deal and you know everybody's back like that's kind of your gut wants it to be that just because of what we've gone through the last few months we're like all right let's at least And if I'm the front office, this is, you know, I would do this every single time because it's to us, it's fake money, Joey. Mm -hmm. I would want this team next year. If you're going to say you're going to be much better, to me, what that implies is that you're going to go overboard a little bit this offseason, which if Haim's going to do that, that's obviously the first time he's doing that. Mm -hmm. What's the biggest, what's the longest deal he signed? Kike? Two years? I mean, it's like, I guess story, Whitlock, obviously, but I'm, Whitlock, I'm saying like leading up to the story signing and mm-hmm. Whitlock, yeah, but I, I guess I'm more looking at it as like big commitments mm-hmm. with big money. It's been what it's been Trevor story. It's Trevor. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So if you're going to say mean, much better, you better gonna, be ready to shell out a lot of money is what I'm saying. That I think it's one and the same. I think that's exactly how a lot of people interpreted it. And I think that's exactly how he meant it. Like, yeah. I, I don't think that Haim would get up there and say, we're going to be significantly better, Kike. Not up there. He wasn't like in front of people. But I don't think he would say to Kike, like, we are going to be a much better team next year. And the only thing that's making him say that is just belief. I don't see that. Yeah. Honestly, I, I heard it as bogey endeavors. I really did. Because I... I would really, really love this. Is so stupid. This is such an understatement. I would really love if they didn't let Rafi get to free agency. I think yeah, that'd right. Be sick. Wouldn't that be cool? That would seemingly yeah. be kind of cool. Yeah, 
Um, and I see a reality where that's possible. I see a reality where they're like, look, this is the this is the year that we're spending, and we're spending big, and and we're locking this up and uh, moving forward with this core. Uh, to, to, to jump back like ten minutes, I just didn't want to cut you off because you were kind of on a roll there. Yeah. Uh, John Farrell, really quick here. If you haven't seen it, or if you just need to remind yourself of just how much uh, that wink, wink, nod, nod, we all hate John Farrell thing was alive for the Red Sox, go back and watch the uh, moment that Mookie Betts was blindsided <laughs> by John Farrell being on the, what is that, the Fox broadcast? No, I think it was Sunday Night Baseball. Was it? They, yeah. they, had, they had Farrell doing some baseball tonight stuff. They don't do much baseball tonight anymore, I don't think. I think it's just mm-hmm. before the Sunday game. Oh my um, goodness, Mookie! It's face. so awkward when he's like, "Oh, hey, Skip, hey, old pal." Hey. Like Mookie, yeah, that's you know, I remember when I was your manager. Do you remember that <laughs> too? Yeah, good to see. It you, had John. a lot of it had a lot of X energy. It really did. Like, hey, fancy seeing you here. <laughs> hey, hey, the, old oh, X pal. energy. I thought you said like Eckersley energy. Oh no, I meant like yeah. X ex-girlfriend yeah. yeah how you been nice oh, nice hey nice i just told all my friends about that thing you used to do so <laughs> yeah everyone in my circle knows that thing you're into so just, I know just let everyone know you're the worst but good to see you and we'll talk later all right all right you bye. ruined my brain you ruined my heart yeah exactly yeah, it had it had that to it but anyway 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 heim bloom and alex cora uh I don't know, man. It instilled probably more hope than it should have in me. I read into it a lot. I I let. Why a wouldn't lot you of though, right? Why wouldn't up. you? Well, because you didn't hear directly from Heim. Probably that's why. But why would Kike from... say that? He's not going to just say that, right? But I think there's a difference between saying something to a player behind closed doors and having the confidence to say not confidence, but having the. It's just a different level of commitment, you know, to say it openly, like in like a, a press conference, to be like, look. Next year, going to be very different. We are open in the books, and we are going to be a lot better. Versus saying to a player that you're trying to get to sign for, let's be honest here, way under market value. I think I'm way under market value if he was healthy this year. I, I think it does benefit the Red Sox that Kike got hurt, as weird a, as that sounds. It's a pretty thin free agent class, man. I think that, I think that he really could have been one of the guys to get, I don't know, it, it, 15 16 for three years two years potentially yeah so, I, I am my first instinct was surprise mm-hmm. that he signed a one-year deal I, I from his perspective i'm like interesting i thought he would have got at least like three years from somebody oddly enough so i listened to the bradfo show where they had uh they they aired the the sound bite that this is all from right um and and it was cool it was telling kike uh kike talks dude kike is good with the media and uh, he said that if he had gone to free agency, he still would have been looking for a one-year deal somewhere. And nobody followed know. up on that. But <laughs> that I would have been like, oh, well, why? Why that? Yeah. So, and I don't more. know the answer there. I mean, it's if it's going to be from the perspective of like reestablished value coming off of uh, a season where he's going to play what, like eighty games? He's going to play half a season this year, mm-hmm. hitting two seventeen with a six thirty OPS. Like, obviously, what he did in twenty twenty one mattered way more. And if he mm-hmm. answered, I mean, let's be real. If you flip these seasons, Kike's not coming back to the Red Sox. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. there's there's absolutely Fair. no way. If he did 
in 21 what he did this year and uh there's just no chance there's there's no chance that that you know that he would have been coming back for a one year season dude yeah yeah no way he would have signed like a 30-year deal (laughs) (laughs) i actually would have been curious to see what kike would have signed if he was coming off of that postseason and becoming a free agent at the age of what 31 he he probably could have gotten like a five six-year deal it's like crazy right there. how much how much weight um, like, a, oh. like a hot playoffs can do for you, man. I mean, what you've done for me lately is so big in contract talks. I mean, Judge is going to sign an eight billion dollar deal. I mean, Carlos Correa might be like one of the biggest uh, examples of that, dude. Like, yeah, how in retrospect, how did he get that money? I think it's because he's a household name. Because it helps. he's on your national television screens at every October. I think one thing we forget about with a lot of these negotiations in the offseason, and it's going to happen again this year, mm-hmm. is that when you haven't seen games every single night and you have the last eight games to go off of what he did this last month, you know, you're visually, you're at the park seeing him play. Oh my gosh, I saw him make that great ball. He's buzzing right now. When you don't have that visual aid, you kind of get, and Boris and all these guys are great at it, you get bamboozled. You get a little tricked into being like, wait a second, is this guy the greatest player of all time? Is Carlos Correa the greatest shortstop ever? And you forget a little bit where they actually mm-hmm. rank among active mm-hmm. players at their position. And the Correa one's a great one. I mean, he's a very good player. Carlos Correa is a very good player. He is not worth the contract he signed at all. The age obviously factored into that. He was the youngest free agent in a while to be in the position he was in. Yeah. But yeah. still, I just, that one drives me nuts. But for Kike, I mean, it's, hey, Red Sox got him signed. You love to see it because it at least it answers one question of many that you're going to have this offseason. I was very surprised to see it happen during the year. And I know we only have, what, a month left in this. They're not making the playoffs. So mm-hmm. it, at least, wait, do you think it puts it gives any excitement to you i don't know what the word i'm looking for is but like oh i'm i'm as willing to sign guys during the season he signed a guy during the season i know it's only a one-year 10 million dollar deal but like at least that lets you know he can do it yeah yeah it's nice to have that door open i think i was already just like on defense mode and ready for people to be like see you can do it see you can do it um that was kind of my initial reaction is like, oh, there's going to be a lot of people saying they should sign Devers now. And that's like not going to happen tomorrow. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm comparing on like things. I more just mean the, that he's willing to do it. it. It carries some weight. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I guess it just wasn't the first thing to hit me. Yeah. Uh, but it is it is awesome. It's also awesome to have Kike's agent or representative. I don't know what, who he's represented by. Um, you can find that out real quick, though. Uh, but nice to just kind of set a precedent that it can be done too, because I think a lot yeah. of that comes from players' representation that they're like they don't want to do in-season negotiations. No, we're not going to do in-season. Which let's be real, that's so dumb. It's this like bargaining chip they try to use to get yeah. the deal done before the season when we're going to be hanging out for the next six months. Like you telling mm-hmm. me we can't get a deal done 
over the court from from March to October, we can't sign a contract. What are you talking I mean, about? I, I've never I, understood that. Some of it's got to be protecting your guy. You're like, look, I don't want to get in his head and cloud him up with contract negotiations. Let's let him play his game. Because yeah. let's say over the course of the year, you have a bunch of talks and you never reach a number that you agree on. And now this guy's had a, a season that's not as good as it would have been if he had a clear head. And then he reaches free agency and he's batting 230, you know? Yeah, for know. Matt Barnes, it was the, the it was the reverse, right? It was like he was pitching well, got the deal, and then he was terrible. So it's at least it worked mm-hmm. out for Matty Backpacks. But it doesn't. I mean, and that's I guess that's another example, right, of a guy that they signed in the middle of the year. So it does yeah. happen. It's just not. It's not overly common. But yeah, Kike is going to be here next year. It's nice to know you at least want some some RSVPs to be coming back. You want you want to have some it's guys that are it, yeah. definitely going to be at the party next season. Uh, because, you know, the uncertainty is high. You have a lot of these guys hitting free agency. What happens with Evaldi, the Xander one we're going to talk about for every second of every day for the next, who knows, few months. And I, I love when it's going to be a big story when he opts out, by the way. <laughs> like, that, like that's like a that real thing. That will be a headline. That will be that's a gonna headline. That's going to be a big, uh, Xander Bogart's opts out as if we're not seeing that yeah. one coming from Somebody said away. to me the other day outside of a bar, I, go, I, I drink. I go to bars sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, because yeah, I'm a cool nice. guy. Yeah. yeah, of course. I'm standing outside, and this guy is like talking socks with me, and uh, he's like, "Dude, I'm here, and Xander might opt out of his contract at the end of this year." <laughs> and I was like, and I just went with it. I was like, "Damn, dude, really? What? Is that what you're hearing? Like that? Who, who are your sources, bro? I don't know. Jeez. Dude, that's pretty wild, man. That would that would shake the world. If that happens, dude, know that that's a really big deal. Wow." Uh, it's it's so funny. How bad of a year do you think Xander would have had to have to not opt out? I remember we talked about this before the season. Yeah. I, I think on one of our first shows, we were like, what if Xander just has the terrible season and then opts in? Because it wasn't – the opt-in was never – no one considered that the entire time. No. Like Even when the offseason was going on, all the talks, no one considered that he could just opt in. And our, I mean, ourselves included, but I think we were putting numbers up there. We were like, what if he go, what if he hits like, I don't know, like 230, 220. And, but hey, Joey, let's, in our defense, and I don't even think we said that he was going to opt in. So I don't know why I have to say in our defense. In the defense of some crazy person that was like, he's going to opt in, mm-hmm. these power numbers are not much different than what they would need to be for him to opt in. Yeah. Like that's, that's you know one what's... part of it that's like a little crazy that we're at September, what, 7th, 8th, mm-hmm. and he's got 12 homers. I still can't believe that. You know what's funny is like the the numbers that people are throwing out for potential Xander deals are like not far off from the contract that he has. They're not crazy. No. Stats had a great article. I would highly recommend y'all read it. When Stats drops an article, it's must read because he does like three a year. Mm-hmm. And he did one on like the projections of Xander contracts. And I, I think they're going to get it done, Joey. I think based on if Haim reads this, they're going to get this deal done. Send it's it to Haim. Send it to Haim. Yeah. Uh, he, he plots it out really well in terms of so comparing what is he it to looking Baez. At AAV? AAV, he has a couple of charts down here. Mm-hmm. One of them's 23, one of them's 25. And then he the last one he listed out was 32 a year, which is mm-hmm. just, let's just stop. That's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was comparing that 25? to 23 and 25. Yeah. Okay. The first one he does is a comparison to Story and Baez uh, contracts, mm. uh, which is a five-year, $115 million deal. I personally think there's a 0% chance Xander would sign that. Um, that would be 23 a year, 
through his age 34 season. Mm -hmm. I can't envision that's going to be the case when, especially considering he's turned it on here. I don't know how much a batting title really helps. I think it it's another bargaining chip that they can use. Like, hey, this guy's a you know reigning batting champ. But if you go down the list here, some of these numbers aren't crazy. I mean, the 25 million was over eight years. So that would be like an eight-year, $200 million deal. I highly doubt that. That would be through his age 37 season. The Sox never do that. So if you're a Sox fan, like Joey and myself, I think it should be somewhere in that five five to six-year range. And like what? He's probably going to want He's probably going to want 25. So the thing is, so he's making 20 on his like deal six, right now. Like 6, 150 maybe. Right. Yeah. He's, he's 29 years old. And his power numbers are big down. I don't think it's insane to think that maybe he opts in in <laughs> hopes of buffing some numbies. I think, okay, let me He's be not real. opting in, Joey. Let me be realistic here. There's a 100% yeah. chance he opts in. He's coming <laughs> back. <laughs> Listen. Yeah, one, th- one thing that's tough, and I'm I know TC's alluded to this. It. Hey, I... I'm curious what you think of this, but the way he's talked this year, Mm -hmm. I don't want to say it's been in past tense, but it's very much been in reminiscing tense. Mm -hmm. It's very much been in, oh, the times we've had tense. Mm -hmm. And I I just, that's been, if that's been the biggest concern for me uh, as one of many people that want Santa to be back is the way he's been handling the Jemai interviews. And Jemai has been great. Talk about a great season for Jemai. That's all time. It's Jemai, A-plus job. He had a great report there from left field before the game about the Franchi incident. How dumb, by the way. This is a good time to talk about this real quick. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll have plenty of time to talk about Xander. How stupid is it? And I think I knew this, but I didn't know this. I think I just kind of blacked this out. That at the Trop, they don't have actual dirt. It's just the same as the, the field. It's the same it, as the turf. The infield is dirt. Yeah. So, so why, why isn't the warning the track warning dirt? Track. Yeah, because the whole it's thing about so the warning stupid. track is to feel that there's a difference in the so ground. So you don't die. <laughs> so that doesn't yeah. happen. So what happened to Franchi doesn't happen to people. Whatever. The Franchi thing is it was tough because he played it pretty terribly. Uh, in his mm. defense, the dirt thing. So like he's got that going for him. But mm. he's got he the kinda, dirt going for him. He kind of half did it where he was like, ah, I don't know if I'm going to catch this. I don't know if I'm not. And he jumped a little early and just landed weird in the wall. It was just an awkward play all around. But I think he was fully excused when I realized the dirt thing. I, To your point, Joey, I had always assumed it was dirt because the infield's dirt. It's not like they're anti-dirt at the Trop. No. They're just anti-logic. They have dirt. They have dirt. Maybe. It's not like they don't have dirt in St. Pete. <laughs> have we considered maybe they ran out of dirt? They might have run, run out of dirt. I don't think we factored that in. That place is getting silly, bro. That that Dude. home run was it? Yandy's home run that like broke the camera in center. I think yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean that place is so ridiculously silly. I've I've turned the corner on the trap. I used to think it was kind of cute and charming, and I liked that oh, there was gosh. just a terrible ballpark in the division. I kind of liked that. Uh, this actually this injury single handedly turned it around. I was like, oh, he just he didn't realize the wall was there because the warning track didn't warn him. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. not great. It, yeah. Literally, just have it be green. Don't even have it be brown. Whoever was putting that down, I, I wonder if whoever put that down for a second thought, guys, wait a second. We're, we're painting this brown. Isn't the point of the brown to be dirt? 
so that you know the wall is coming. Like, so ridiculous. What? I I mind blown by that. It's tough because like I I hate the trap. We all hate the trap. But then I see I think like Middlebrooks had like this kind of rant about the trap on Twitter. It's like there is a level of yeah we all know we all know the place sucks. So it's it's hard for me to like overdo it when it's like yeah we all know the trap sucks. Like it's it's 2022. This thing's been around since the 90s. It's not like we're going to bring up – I was going to say it's not like we're going to bring up some new trap thing that sucks. We just did. So if you're going to stick with the warning There's track thing, things. I got no problem with it. There's always new things. But it's like the the you know the roof being white is obviously stupid. Um, you know, catwalks, the whole setup. Yeah. yeah, the catwalks, all that stuff sucks. Well, I will forever talk about the bullpens. I don't care if you're tired of that or not. I'm going to keep bringing up the bullpens forever because I think the bullpens yeah. are insane. It's absolutely it be, You insane. shouldn't have it, – it's, it's Major League Baseball. You shouldn't have bullpens in play – that's that's crazy. That's Under no circumstances, bro. Low-level I mean, minors stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's high school fields that have surpassed that stupid setup. Yeah. Uh, the only other park that does it is Oakland. So, I mean, if, if there's one thing in common between only two ballparks in the majors, and it's the Trop and Oakland, it's probably not a good thing. It's not great. No. So I'll, I'll keep harping on that one forever. But obviously, yeah, ridiculous what happened to Franchi. Ridiculous. Yeah, I feel bad for Franchi. Yeah. I mean, I, I know we – I've probably had 8 million different opinions about Franchi during his, what, two years here. But I, you just don't – you don't want to see that happen to anybody. And it's really garbage that it's not dirt on a warning track. What are we talking about? Like, figure – it out one more thing on bogey real quick i mm-hmm. i had seen during the pregame show they were talking is this bogey's you know best season so far and it i i did a double take i was like wait what is it his best season so far i don't know how we can go from the struggles that he was having briefly there in august to now it's his best season it's not his best season like that's that's a little crazy to just jump up to like best season this guy is had 33 though? homers 117 RBIs with a 939 OPS in 2019. That's, I mean, his stats in 2019 are all better than this year. So I don't, I guess his batting average is a little less, and that's what everyone cares about still. But um, I was blown away. I was blown away, Joey, to hear that floated. Is it his best season? Now, defensively, I haven't seen him play better than this, and that's been uplifting. You got to think part of that is him just really clamping down and being like it's a, you know, an opt-out year. We got to clean this up. And I think it was uh, Jen McCaffrey that had a really good article on it earlier in the season mm-hmm. of the Devers, the Devers and the Bogarts yeah. uh, spending a lot of time in the offseason on their defensive mechanics, how quick they're getting the ball out, you know, how, how they can take a little more time than they think sometimes. I think that was a big thing for Devers. He was rushing throws a lot of times and sailing them into the dugout. So. Bogey overall has had a really good year. I just think we're a little crazy if we're going to say this is his best season yeah. yet. I can't get there. No. 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 That's my, that's my thoughts do on that. that. That's my thoughts <laughs> no. That. no. No. Next question, please. Next question. Yeah. Uh, we got a lot more to talk about, Joey, but it is time for a break on episode 57 of Inside the Monster. Live on DAZN Pay-Per-View, September 17th, Part 3. Canelo versus Triple G to take the trilogy. 
Bad Blood, a score to settle controversy, brutality, pure hostility. For victory, for history, for the trilogy, Canelo Alvarez versus Gennady Golovkin. September 17th, live on DAZN Pay-Per-View. Visit DAZN.com. Hey, it's Kenny Main. I'm the host of Hey Main. Gretchen, my wife, made that up. And then I added the Kenny Main Talks to Famous People podcast. So far, so good. I don't know, a couple months deep. By the time this runs, it'll be later than that. Chris Guest, go back and find him. Chris Berman, Ben Schwartz, Aubrey Plaza's coming. What do you want from us? Find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. We are back on episode 57 of the official Red Sox podcast, Inside the Monster. I think it's finally the Hansel Robles episode. So Hansel Robles <laughs> this year, yes. Also known as last um, episode and this episode. Last episode was Darren Bragg. Yep. Uh, and this episode is also Manny Del Carmen. Nice. It's Erod. 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 Yeah. Kind of the big one. I think it's He just gave up a episode. bomb to Mike Trout. He just got a bomb hit off him. This is for me. This is the Rod Beck episode. Shout out to Rod Beck. Sure, R.I.P. A little I before your time. Beck. A little before your time. I know I was alive. You I were alive. I wasn't online yet. Yeah, I was. I was really online a lot in '99. Yeah, I was online in '99. That was my handle. It was crazy. It's kind of sick. What is uh? Who's the stats guy? Who's the uh, god? Why am I blanking on this? Um, oh, this is so bad. I should the, not be blanking stats on this. Guy? I should not be blanking on this. Red Sox stats. Not Red Sox stats. It's, uh, oh my God. Bill James, right? Bill James? Sure. Yes. If that's who Bill you're talking James. about. Bill James, who is like famously credited for changing how he looked at analytics in baseball mm -hmm. his handle on twitter is bill james online <laughs> which that's has always awesome. been fun. i don't know why that's always been the funniest thing ever it's like this guy's online there is no getting around it nope he Here's is me. active he online is active active ready to what go. else uh what else jumped out to you in this in this eventful series oh, what a dude, fun one nothing nothing <laughs> this sucked what are you talking about I had zero start. notes for game three. I literally, I know, I do notes for every game. Yeah. I had no notes written down. No, it was a boring game. Dude. The, honestly, yeah. the whole series stunk. The most interesting thing we already did a short on. <laughs> yeah, it's very and it true. Was, and it didn't even happen on the field. I know. It was in the yeah, stands. Definitely check that out if, uh, if you haven't. We did a short on the guy that caught Costas' home run ball. A few people thought we were a little too harsh on him. I think we were fair. Also, it's a, a lot I, of this is tongue-in-cheek. It's not like I think this guy's an absolute idiot. Like... We know we heard the same story too that he tried to go to the dugout at first and like whatever the guy's still. I've turned odd. I've turned a full corner. I feel bad. I don't feel as bad. I as I you know he deserved it. I I think I, he's I think he's odd at best. As I I listened to again the Bradfoe show. <laughs> um, as I listened to Jeez, them, big big ads for the Bradfoe yeah, show. I know. On this one. God, I'm, I'm in their pocket. I'll be honest with you, dude. Gotta um, be. I, I heard him talk for like a minute and I was like, ah, oh, this is like a guy. He's just like a dude. And it, like one of the first he's, things he says, like, I don't really whatever. like attention. I don't really want the, 
you know, whatever. Yeah, as he gets, oh, then he gets interviewed by Jemima. He's like, this is going to go viral in Boston. Like, I dropped my chicken finger. I keep mixing it up. He dropped his phone. Dropped I keep saying phone. he dropped his chicken finger. It was wings. He finished the wings. He didn't like but the fries. Dropped the phone, and blah, this blah, is, blah. This is some really yeah. serious analysis here. This is, I mean, this sucks, dude. This sucked. I, the, the only takeaway could be, like, uh, at least you handed some to the Rays. But the Yankees kept winning, so it doesn't even feel yeah. like, you know, obviously the, the Rays need to win then, but it, I don't know, if you're not actually gaining numbers on the Yankees, it just doesn't feel as meaningful. I don't no. know if you saw this, Garrett Cole threw like a gem tonight. He struck out 14 in like five and a third. It's just... It happens. Yeah, it's a bummer, dude. It's a bummer. I I legitimately hate when he does well. Just, I don't care if it has You hate when this. he does well? Just, you're the only one, Joe? <laughs> I'm, what I'm saying is it has nothing to do with you know the Yankees winning or whatever. It calls just, I just don't like him being happy. He's a bum. Just He's do, like Garrett like Cole happy. is like confirmed not a good person. So I, it's easy to root against him. But one thing I yeah. thought that was funny in this series. Do you notice in game one when they kept having Jim Rice call in during the Xander at-bats? He wanted nothing to do with that. He wanted nothing to do with that. And that made me – I was laughing. I was laughing the whole time. That made First me hilarious. Off, that made me hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you caught that. In my brain, I'm like, no, it's not hilarious. It's laugh. They're, they're about the same thing, but, like, you can't say it. That made me when, so funny. Dude, when <laughs> – when Jim Rice had to keep calling in, that made me so hilarious. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it kind of works. I was, like it. Uh, yeah, I'm fine with it, actually. It sounds normal coming out. Um, but he was, I mean, it sounded like he was in a cave. I think he's using a cell phone from like the 90s. And a guy on their network. I'm like, how is it not coming in clear? What is going on here? But it's funny because I think the OB, by the third time, first off, Joey. Mm-hmm. I don't think a single soul listening to this, and no offense to Jim Rice or Kevin Euclid, I think they might even agree. I don't think a single soul gives a damn about the consecutive game streak of multiple hits. Does anyone care about that? Oh yeah, I did. You care? Who cares? Does that that doesn't that's not a thing. Oh, it's totally a thing. Oh, you multi, fell for it, multi, Joey. Multi-hit games. Consecutive multi-hit games. It's like I mean, if we're talking about. Remember when Bob had that home run streak going? Sure. Like consecutive sure. games with a homer? That feels like more of a thing than consecutive games with a, you know. And Xander, credit to Xander. He's been using the whole field this year. But consecutive games, you know, you slice a couple here. You, <laughs> I don't know. It just doesn't, doesn't sit does the same. That does nothing for you, multi-hit games? Multi- I'm saying what I'm talking about, a multi-hit game is great. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about if you asked anyone on the planet – who has the Red Sox record for most consecutive multi-hit games? No one would know. I would so say it's, probably one of their best hitters is what I would say. I'd say, is it Ted Williams? I mean, it represents you know something I mean? important, but it's not like, oh, my God, I'm rushing to my TV to see if Xander ties Jim Rice no. and Kevin Euclid. I was also looking at it like, and I and this is exactly what happened. I was like, well, what what's the best outcome here? He ties it and then... Oh, cool! Like Jim says, great. <laughs> you know, good, good stuff. Good and that's exactly that's exactly what happened. He he tied the streak, and Jim was like, "All right, <laughs> you know, can I can I go back to hanging out on the couch? Like, what what was this all about?" The last it was funny because Ob by the third time they were doing it, it was like, "All right, here we go. We're patching it." You know, Jim Rice again, 
Jim, you think he's going to get it? He goes, I hope so. <laughs> and not in like calling. a, I'm pulling for him. It's like, stop calling me. That was, I got a good laugh out of that. So that's yeah. what we need at this point. We just need stuff that's going to make us laugh because it's going to hide all the misery. So Speaking of sounding like you're in a cave, yeah. um, any long-term listeners of this show, way back when we were doing way, this show. Way, way back way, to way March. Way, back. Yeah. When I was, what, 11? When Jeez, we started the show, something, something like that. Something like that. Something like that. Uh, longtime listeners of this show will remember that we <laughs> had a good laugh about the Alex Cora WEEI commercial with. You yes. Know, like, Afraid COVID nineteen will throw <laughs> you a curveball. Strike out COVID with this splitter. Um, <laughs> that uh, that ad now runs on our show. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I went I like to listen it. to a, our show the other day. Just take notes, you know. Yeah. I give you pointers just because, like, you ask. You're <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. hey, what, how, where do you think I can improve? I'm still learning at this thing. That's you what know? I text you every day. That's what I, I'm yeah. new to this. Yeah. Hey, Joey, any notes for me? And I'm like, dude, I said I would text you first. And you're like, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, Mr. Capone. You're like, jeez, buddy. Yeah. Uh, I, I I tossed it on and it opened with that and I I nearly passed okay. away, dude. So uh, fingers crossed, it's on this episode. One thing I wanted to mention, Joe, Mm -hmm. I think there's a chance the most replies we've ever gotten for a video promo happened in this last week. Now, I got to I this is this is a heart to heart here. I got to ask you because I I sent the promo to you first. It was a bit. It was a bit. I was like, you cool with this going out there? You're like, that is funny. (laughs) That's all I said, though. That's all I said, though. And I know that's all I said because I, I would intentionally only you didn't say, say that. You didn't explicitly say post it. You didn't specifically no. say You said, uh, I'm going to pull it up. Yeah, let's see the You exact. said, I found this very funny. Let me know your thoughts. And I said, LOL, it's good. <laughs> and then you said, I'd be post down to it. post this on all platforms. <laughs> and then I didn't reply. And then I opened up Twitter to mentions that are like, you casual. Are you looking for a new co-host, Steve? This guy's a moron. <laughs> like, okay. All right. <laughs> Sick. Oh, that was Steve, so funny. Steve, after all of the hours that I have spent editing our graphics to make your head uh, half of the size that it is, it's huge. you go and toss me directly under a moving Joey, train. This was... I almost said we should cut that out of the episode. I never said it, but I thought it. I was like, man, that well, was Well, if tough. you had said that, I mean, I would have... Come on. Was, I would have done tough. something It was different. a tough look. Yes. But it was a bit. But it was a bit. Here's the thing, Joey. Yeah. And this would this there would be times uh, on the former show that this would happen where I'm like, ah, God, I I feel like I look dumb here. Uh, Mecha Sauer was you know just missed something. Mm-hmm. Yet that was genuinely such a funny exchange that I was like, and 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 there were it was before good. posting it, a lot of replies are coming in of like, oh my God, the you know pair of shoes, pair of shoes, pair of shoes. It's like. I think we got to post this. I think we got to put the video out there. Now I knew I knew that it wasn't going to make you look great, <laughs> but I'm sure I'm sure. I mean, I don't always look great. Like I, I feel mm-hmm. like there's going to be a couple things that'll come up over the course of this uh, program mm-hmm. that you just got to bite the bullet and Listen, it sucks. I can take one on the chin for content. I can totally do okay. that. Okay, I, I just totally didn't want you to take it. When I didn't I want saw... you to be like, "What the hell?" No, no. But I will say, the second I saw somebody reply and say. The Ace Ticket commercial. I was like, oh, right. Yeah, no, I remember that. And then somebody put like a video where they were like, here's like a couple (laughs) instances where he said it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've heard him say that. I don't know what it was. I like, I heard it and was like, oh, yeah. It's just one that like doesn't, 
I don't know. There's ones that just stick out more. There's something that you guys need to know about Joey, mm-hmm. and it's that, and tr- I, I, I will put my hand up. I got a lot of Steve stuff. Mm-hmm. I got my dad calls them Steven's stupid rules. I, I got a lot of weird things I go by. Joey's brain is so interesting because I feel like I know you watch all the games. Mm-hmm. I swear some of the stuff just you just don't hear some of the stuff. Like I, I and I'm not even saying this as an insult. I, I swear that like some of the words you're like, nah, I don't. I don't choose to hear those. Yeah. I mean, honestly, dude, even as we were just talking about the Jim Rice thing, I'm like, I know he was there. I don't really remember what he was saying. <laughs> like, I listen, like I, I remember I almost tweeted about it, and then I saw you had already tweeted about it, and I was like, ah, yeah. whatever, I'll just lay off that one. But as of this moment, if you were to ask me, like, say something that Jim Rice said, nah, can't, can't do it. <laughs> can't do it. We've had a couple instances this year where there's been things in the broadcast. Like, what are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, that was like a big part of the game. Like, nah, I don't know about there that. Was one, there was one in particular. You were like, man, when Bogey got picked off, that really changed the course of the game. I was like, in this game? You got picked off <laughs> in this game? <laughs> You're like, yeah, it was like... It was like the end of the eighth inning. It was the tying run, scoring position. But I, I, I yeah. applaud you, Joe. I applaud you for uh, taking the bullets. And it, I thought it was, I thought it was funny. Again, easy for me to say. I'm on the easy side of this. You know, like it's you were taking the bullets. Listen, that's what was happening. Listen, Steve. Uh, yeah, no, I'm no stranger to, I'm no stranger to that. I think the only ones that like, <laughs> the only ones that I'll be honest hurt are the ones where people are like casual. Because then I'm yeah, like, I, no, I'm not. I pro- I'm not. Like that, nah, that's I, one I get really defensive about. That I'm like, I promise, I'm watching. <laughs> promise nah, I I'm hate watching, those. You know, I've you watch all the games. games in my life. Yeah, you so, watch all the games. That's that's uh, why I was so stunned. Yeah. That's why I was so stunned because I, I know you watch all the games. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I I've I've even opinion wise have have been in some pretty stupid places, like. <laughs> <laughs> Just as far as the Red Sox go. Like, I go back to, like, I don't know, it's just, like, going through, like, old Facebook posts that I used to make about the Sox. And I was like, I thought this. I had, mm. I won't say who on this show. Actually, I'm going to say it, and then I'll I'll bleep out their name. Uh, I just got to, yeah. I one time tweeted at mm. the Wikipedia link to the article on narcissism and said hey i think you should check this out oh god that's like straight up mean (laughs) that's like so mean to like a guy who absolutely does not deserve that go back and delete it oh it's gone it's gone it's gone it's gone yeah yeah um there are uh listen not every moment can be a bright spot not every day is a sunny day that happens you know what i mean yeah. I don't remember where I was going with this. I definitely I was had waiting a point for this big this. finale. You're like, you know what yeah. I'm saying. It's no, not and all I sunny. forgot. And uh yeah. And you know, the other stuff and uh <laughs> Back you know, to you in the booth. The other thing too, and it's good. Oh man. But hey, you're a you're a good sport, Joe. You're a good sport for uh taking the, the beating on, on Twitter for that one. <laughs> that was something though. I decided to debut the captions on the video for that one. I was like, oh the captions are gonna crush for this. Like let's let's do that. But hey, now we got captions on videos. Mm-hmm. I think it I think it looks cool. It pops. One thing about a couple mm-hmm. things about the series, real yep, quick. Yep, yep. I was curious, I was like, wait, was Costas's only hit the home run? It was. He was one for eleven. In his first career road series, had that two-run homer on Tuesday. Six strikeouts, three left on base for Tristan Casas. Uh, he looks like a big leaguer. I'm glad that he seems to be fitting the role well. He's had a couple of really good scoops at first. 
defensively he's been good, no real issues. He had that one ball where he was running back on, and I think Verdugo called him off. He probably could have caught it, but if you're if anyone's calling you off and you're in your like third career game, you're obviously getting the hell out of the way. So I can't blame him there. One thing from Wednesday that just looked gotta say, Joe, just looked odd was seeing Bobby in the Woo Sox uniform. That was mustache that was Bob. odd. It was mustache odd. Bob, no less. Dude. I know. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. He's wearing a disguise down there. He doesn't want people to know that it's him. <laughs> yeah, he's wearing like the glasses with the nose and mustache attached. It's not me. I'm still in the yeah. Red Sox. Yeah, yeah I'm, no, I'm Robbie Dahlbeck. <laughs> damn it. I'm I'm Robbie Ballbeck. Ah, damn, you got me. But he he went deep. Went three yeah. for four in the Woo Sox debut. Call I know he played in Pawtucket three years ago, but it's the first time with the Woo Sox. And he looked good. It's just funny seeing, not funny, but Duran Dahlbeck. I'm like, man, what could have been for this year? Worcester's kind of stacked, bro. Worcester's Maybe they loaded, might make that one game Super Bowl that they have in AAA. Yeah, Joey and I were looking this up. It feels like something I should have known, but I didn't. The playoff format for the International League in AAA is ridiculous. Basically, there's two divisions of 10 teams, and you have to win the division to get into a one-game championship on whatever it is, like three weeks from now. It's like October 2nd. And then the winner of that plays like the Pacific League champion in a one-game title for AAA. How that's what happens is bizarre to me. Maybe I'm missing some roster thing where it's like contractually it needs to be over by a certain... I'm sure I'm I'm normally missing something, but I just... That's crazy. That's genuinely crazy to me. Doesn't it just make it so clear that AAA is just solely to be like, yeah, we're ready for you if you need us, <laughs> big yeah. league team? Because, I mean, it, it's basically telling those guys, like, yeah, you played the whole season, but, I mean, it's at the end of the day, it's for nothing, you know? It's just to stay ready for the big leagues. That's, like, all this it is. This doesn't matter. Yeah. Did you guys think this matters? Have you guys the, been I training mean, and working hard? Shout out to the Cape League, my favorite league, but they have a pretty in-depth playoff format. There's eight of the ten teams in the Cape League make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And they play like best two out of three series to continue to advance. Mm-hmm. And you for AAA, you have a one game playoff basically. Like, I don't know what the hell that's all about. I don't love that, but um, yeah. And, weird, oh, I was weird, gonna do weird. a uh, bogey. Let's check it out, Joey. Bogey batting title update. He's still leading the league, dude. He is tied three fifteen. He's tied with uh, the dude. He's tied Arise. with Luis Arise who is, I believe, three for nine in the doubleheader, which is right around 315. So, yeah, he's maintained that average. That'll be an interesting one. Bogey yep. left with back spasms in game two. I'm Perfect. sure he's fine, right? It didn't sound like anything was – it's just kind of like, yeah, we're going to keep him out. Season's over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, they also could have just said that, but whatever. I don't know. Yeah, true. I saw Red Sox stats had tweeted out a poll – and I believe he's been doing this every month of the season. It was a poll about, let's just, I'll just read it out. Less than a month until this offseason, which do you believe will be the outcome with Bogart's endeavors this winter? And here are the results of the four options. Xander leaves, Rafi stays, got the second most votes, 44%. Xander re-signs, Rafi stays, got the most. So people are, wow, people are more optimistic than I thought. Xander resigns and Rafi stays got like half the votes. There were over 3,000 votes for this. Wow. Xander leaves, Rafi traded 6.2%. Xander resigns, Rafi traded 1.7%. And in the replies, who is this saying is what that? scared me. Who is saying that one? 
What's that? That Xander resigns and Rafi gets traded. Who's saying Dude. that? So, a good segue to a reply that Red Sox stats had to himself. Mm-hmm. In today's poll, 1.7% of people voted that this winter, Bogarts re-signs and Devers is traded. Recently, I've been getting a creeping feeling that that outcome is more in play than we expect. I obviously think that would be a terrible play by the organization. It made me want to puke reading that. The idea of Xander re-signing and Devers getting traded? What's the plan? Get Judge. Um, I mean, that would suck if they tra- if I mean, there's nobody. I don't care if it's Shohei and Judge. I mean, well, I, honestly, okay, I, that would be pretty sick, okay, actually. But <laughs> if it's not Shohei and Judge coming back for Raphael Devers, I want absolutely no part of it. There's no other combo. That, I don't know. That, that's so stupid. <laughs> so, but w- what you should take into account here, Steve, is that yeah. this is a guy who's not with the team, who just said he has a feeling. He didn't say I'm hearing. No, I he know. Didn't say anything. He just said I'm getting a f- gut feeling. To me, this is the guy, though. But I, I can I treat, write off you know, I the guy's gut as, feeling. No, I, 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 I just I treat stats as a god. Someone replied, <laughs> "Awful, awful, awful idea." But just out of curiosity, who would be the suitors for a Devers trade, and what would the package for him even be? Stats replies, "I won't be here to break it down if that happens, so I'm not worried about it." <laughs> Oh, stats will be dead if Rafael Devers is traded. Confirmed. Mm-hmm. Confirmed via Twitter. So this is interesting, though. I bring the poll up because stats has done this poll every, what, like every third month? In February, the yes results for Bogarts being back in 2023, 77%. In May, 64%. July, 56%. September, 49%. So fans are, as the season has gone on, continue to think less and less that Bogarts is going to be back, which leads me to what I was about to say, Joe. Mm-hmm. I'm probably around, what percentage right now would you say Bogey comes back? There were, this is the gut percentage. I'm at 42. I was at 55, 58 in that range. Okay. Yep. Feels, feels fair. Basically, the, the voters are right between us. So, yeah, that's... It's kind of where I think a lot of people are at in the 40 to 50% range. And then who knows? Maybe that changes as the next two months go by. But I thought it was interesting. Nice job, Stats, as always. Nice job, Stats. Great, great work there. But, uh, yeah, I think that'll do it for the series breakdown. I don't believe I had anything else. Oh, Uke, by the way. Just great year by Uke. I love when Uke's in the booth. And yeah, I'll do. Some folks in the comments weren't. I, I tweeted about uh. a few weeks ago. Some people are out, but I think some is the vast minority. I think most people are definitely down for Yuke being in the booth for a while. I love that early in the se- in the series, he was like, "Red Sox got to score early to take this crowd out." And like, I think it was like so game good. two. Such and a I was good like, line. I just started laughing. I was like, "That's actually great." Yeah. But he shouldn't. I think he explained it right after. He's like, "You know," I'm like, "No, no, no, you're good." Like, we get it. We get it. We get it. Well, because he's Cause sitting next to Dave O'Brien, he's probably like, "No." It didn't. Re- then, I don't think it landed. And then I don't today think it in game three. At the beginning of the game, Dave is like, the Sox got to score early here to take the crowd out of the game. Like you said yesterday, Uke, right? Oh, and I And he's like, that. ha-ha, yeah. I don't love that. No. <laughs> I know. I missed I missed that. I was doing a fantasy draft. Missed it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Happened. We have our closing thoughts remaining in episode 57 of Inside the Monster, and that is coming up next.
Hey there. Hey there. Thanks for checking out First and Pod on the Odyssey Podcast Network. My name is Danny Parkins from 670 The Score in Chicago. And I'm Andrew Filippone from 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh. And every Friday morning and every Monday morning, you're going to get full previews and full recaps of every NFL week. Our opinions, our picks, we mock each other, we occasionally will celebrate each other, and we're going to be interacting with you. It's a new podcast. Check it out on the Odyssey Podcast Network. Subscribe, rate, review, wherever you find your podcast. We appreciate you checking out First and Pod. Welcome back to hey, episode everybody. 57 of Inside the Monster. We got less than a month left in this glorious 2022 Red Sox season. Joey, do you have a closing thought? Um, it's concert season, bro. I feel mm. like every everybody's going to concerts. Am I dumb or is like the end of summer, fall, like the hot s- concert time? And I had no idea. I think August, September is a huge concert time. I had no I, idea. Yeah. Oh, this I know Fenway new. goes off in August. They always have like three concerts. I'm going to Kid Cudi on uh, Saturday. Very huge, excited for that huge. at the Garden. Well, you got one. You're going to one my, soon, right? Yeah, my, my buddies are at My Chemical Romance right now. I'm mm. very, very beat up about that. Yeah. I'm going to see Father John Misty. I'm going to see Modest Mouse. Uh, you're going to see Kid, Kid Cudi. Cudi. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. I think that's the whole list. Too many concerts. Too many concerts. Also, all these concerts that I see people going to are, like, inside. Outside, fall is the perfect time for an outside concert. I don't know why. I don't know. I know we did just throw out Fenway, but are you seeing Kid Cudi at Fenway? No, it's the garden. Yeah, that, that's, I don't know. I want to be outside during a fall night. I don't know. Call me Fenway crazy. wouldn't have Kid Cudi. Fenway would have, uh, I mean, they had the Red Hot Chili Peppers, or I think they're coming up, and I wanted mm-hmm. to see that, but it's... Uh, I think it would line up with this concert. I don't know. It's uh, a lot of Fenway concerts this year. Yeah. And I, I didn't get to go to any of them, which I'm upset about. But they also line up with, like, other trips we were doing. So yeah, couldn't the really Bill pull Burr, it off. Bill Burr would have been cool. What it, So I'm curious. Like, I don't know. Seeing, seeing a comedian outside, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I love it. I feel like you almost need it to be, like, dim to <laughs> get your best laughs yeah. in. The, the best comedy shows, I mean, I'm not breaking any ground here by saying this the best comedy shows are really small clubs like if you can see a guy in like a hundred to five hundred seat place do that yeah yeah no i would i would completely agree uh closing thought uh this is a this is a stupid thought so i was watching jalen beaks former red sox legend now dominating for the rays one of those is right and it's the latter unfortunately and it hit me is this a stupid thing that I'm about to say here? Mm-hmm. For a pitcher like Beeks, mm-hmm. who like hides the ball well, he does this little like half arm little hide the ball thing. Wouldn't it be harder to see the ball when he's pitching at home because he's wearing all white, versus when the backdrop of the ball is like the gray jersey or like a darker? Is that one of the dumbest things you've ever heard? It hit me. I'm like. I wonder how much that ball blends in with the jersey. I gotta see his release point from home. It's very like he does this little half arm thing where he's like hiding it in his yeah, jersey, just like a essentially. T-Rex thing. Yeah. yeah, he does a little T Rex thing, mm-hmm. and and then just kind of zips it, and it's and it like I gotta think it's That's a on a similar impression of a major <laughs> league athlete. Because like that, little zip- he it looks throws like it- just. <laughs> A, the most fabulous toss I've ever seen in my life. Well, yeah, He's I did not that was doing like he that. just got his nails done or something. But yeah. um, it, it like seemingly stays in the path that the hitter's eye would see 
and be looking at his jersey. And I just wondered if that was the dumbest thought of all time, that it's harder to pick him up when he's pitching at home wearing a white jersey. It's up there. It's not a crazy thing to say, though, right? Again, I got to see his release point from home. I know he I'm does saying the, the concept, thing. Joey. I'm talking concept. That, like, you could lose the ball in a white jersey. White ball, white jersey. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, from what you're seeing as a hitter. I had never thought of that before no. for some reason until I saw Jalen Beek's pitch. No, because that the, the physics don't make sense. That would mean that, like, no. I'm talking if, pants, too. White yeah, pants, that, white jersey. Uh, you're a white thing. I guess. I guess it depends if you're like a short guy, but I can't I picture know. it. I can't picture it. Just let me know in the let me know in the comments below uh, if this yeah, won't be a Kike's promo. Yeah, gonna reply and be like, <laughs> "Yeah, no, it actually is." Yeah, I'm just saying. Let me know if that's a crazy thing to say. I don't know if I don't know if it is that you could lose the ball or it could impact how you pick it up because he's wearing the white home jersey. Mm-hmm. It might be a crazy thing, but I don't think it is for a guy that does the T-Rex arm. Anyway, that's all I got, Joey. You got any uh, anything else? I think that's it. No, but I got a great pitching preview for the series preview. Nice. That is the next you will hear from us in this preview of Red Sox Orioles. Feels like they've been playing at Camden a lot lately. We got to get there next season. We will get to Camden Yads next year. But that is the next you'll hear from us. For Joey Capone, I'm Steve Peralt. Go Sox kid. Inside the Monster is a production of Odyssey in partnership with the Boston Red Sox. The show is produced by me, Steve Peralt. Our executive producer is Lena Glazer, mixing and video editing by Joey Capone. Special thanks to the Red Sox and Major League Baseball for their contributions to the production of this podcast. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.